Welcome to another edition of the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Drew, recording from the beautifully sunny Flathead Valley. It's Friday, March 25th. At the end of each high school sports season, the Flathead Beacon identifies some of the top athletes from each sport based on their accomplishments on the field, court, mat, pool, or whatever the competition venue is, and brings them into the Beacon office for a photo shoot and interview. This week, we release the winter edition of Best of Preps, which has a full 10-page spread in the Flathead Beacon, with featured athletes ranging from state champion wrestlers and swimmers to all-star performers on the basketball court. One of the best things about Best of Preps, other than getting to interact with talented athletes, is letting Flathead Beacon media director Hunter D'Antuano let his creative juices flow when he comes up with an idea for a fun photo shoot. This go-around, Hunter took some inspiration from Pink Floyd's iconic Dark Side of the Moon album cover and ordered some glass prisms. He used them to bend light from his strobes, as well as offering an iridescent and mirrored quality to his photos. He joins the pod to talk to me about his work. Before we get to that chat with Hunter, though, a quick reminder that this podcast is sponsored in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, there's some extra perks involved, too. So to find out more or join today, visit BeaconEditorsClub.com. Antuano, media director and photographer at the Flathead Beacon. Hunter, we are here today basically to talk about magic because that is what I believe happens behind the camera when you pick it up. And I don't really understand what happens between the photo shoots the way I see them when we set them up, which is black screen behind an athlete and lots of flashes and what comes out in the beacon which is absolutely ridiculous and really cool. If you haven't already seen it, there's 10 pages in this week's Flathead Beacon dedicated to the best athletes in the Flathead Valley from the winter season, which is really just 10 pages of Hunter's genius photography skills at work. So let's start with how you came up with the ideas. What was going through your mind leading up to the shoot when you were designing it? Oh, well, you you flattered me so, first of all, Micah, (laughs) but... uh, uh, What's going through my mind, I mean, my biggest goal with uh, Best of Preps is trying to do something new, and usually for every season. And that usually means getting as creative as possible. You know, photography at its essence is mastery of composition and light and uh, working with it. And uh, this time around, I was thinking, well, especially on the point of uh, light, you know, what's the most creative way I can... uh, uh, bend or shape light. Um, I'm sure you all had some of those uh, prisms in your science room, classroom growing up, you know, just clear prisms. I had a triangular one, a cubicle one, and kind of a more spherical one. And um, essentially what I did was I would just shoot through the prisms. Mm-hmm. And um, when I add my strobes or flashes to the uh, subjects, the light would bounce through the prisms at various angles, depending on the shape. There's a lot of, you know, physics going on there. And um, it would result in this kind of a mirrored uh, sort of effect that was both really cool and trippy. 
you did a little bit of practicing, but a lot of these shoots are kind of figuring out on the fly what works and doing lots of micro adjustments. Talk about that kind of style of of setting things up and just kind of figuring out what's working as you're as you're going through it. Yeah, I would describe my process as pretty organic in a lot of senses. I I, I mean, I had a general idea. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, prisms. I'm like, in theory, theory, this this works. But again, you know. In theory, theory and practice are the same thing. In practice, they are not. <laughs> so while it still ultimately uh, worked out quite well, uh, I was still there was still a lot of trial and error. It was a matter of kind of figuring out what the best focal length was, what the best lens, what the best aperture was to maximize the um, kind of refracted, refracted light effect that comes through uh, the prisms. Can you talk a little bit about what you are seeing through the lens. I mean, you had, you said three different prisms. What does it look like when you're shooting through them? What kind of things are you seeing and and how are you making little adjustments in there? Yeah, I would say there's like three different realities going on or more. There's what the third person observer sees, which doesn't look like much, just these little Mm -hmm. glass cubes that are screwed onto the top of uh, tripod heads. And there's me standing there in my office with the black backdrop and a couple of weird umbrellas with lights inside. Doesn't look like much can happen there. And then there's the second reality, which I look through the lens and I see, we'll call it an incomplete rendering of what there is to be. And then when I actually press the shutter and the flashes go off and it produces the image that's recorded, then there's there's your third reality right there, um, which is the uh, the final effect. And um, you know the lights just again just enhance color. They add uh, adds contouring, um, accentuates details that are already there, and um, and then aside from that, like and truly, like the effects that you see in the pictures are purely physical. There's no software filters. There's no photo. The, all all I did in Photoshop was like just some cropping, you know, to get you know some stuff out of the edges because again, the backdrop was kind of small and we're in a tight space mm-hmm. there. But that that's the only major. Uh, digital modification that's happening there well we ran a a a smorgasbord of images in in the beacon and added some slightly different ones online because there were so many to choose from do you have some favorite effects that cropped up between the different prisms and and everything that you really liked and uh what were your favorite images oh i think uh i was really pleased with uh with the triangular prism because you know triangular try and theoretically you should be able to get three of something out of a triangle. And I was, and again, it, for a lot of reasons, I think just based on the ambient light and on the coatings, the imperfections in the prisms themselves, there was a very specific way that I had to turn one prism to get a triplicate effect, mm. which I managed to employ on a couple of the athletes. And I don't know, three is just a very pleasing number compositionally, comes out really cool. Uh, the cube also created a very pleasing effect because. Uh, you know, if you think about it, a cube has six sides, just not just the the uh, vertical sides, but two horizontal sides. And then that creates an inverse mirror effect. So mm-hmm. when you take a picture, you'll see the person, but you also see an upside down reflection of them either above or below or both um, when you hit it at just the right angle. Having done, I think, five or six of these together now, you've done a great job of making sure all of the different photo shoots and, and styles that we portray the preps in as, as very different. Do you have a, a favorite of the last couple that you've done and what's trickling through your mind for the future? 
Uh, I think my favorites, the prisms are probably rank in my top favorites. Also, uh, a while back when we did the, uh, colored corn starches, mm-hmm. uh, made a big mess, you know, kind of in the same vein as a day of holy or, or, or fun color run kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, again, just because, uh, it was a lot of work and I think it shows in the photos and, uh, it just creates a really spectacular, visually tantalizing sort of effect. And by and large, I've just become increasingly captivated with portraiture mm-hmm. of all kinds um, the past couple of years. And I just like kind of pushing the envelope as, I, as I'm as i able to. Any thoughts on what's coming down the line for us? What's coming down the line? Well, I've got an idea. I'm kind of thinking of creating my own artificial uh, rain and to add a little drama because, uh, as we all know, a little water and reflectivity <laughs> always adds uh, pizzazz to anything that appears on camera or on screen. Well, I'm excited to uh, do another round of pizzazz with you at the end of the spring sports season. So thank you for coming and chatting on the podcast. And of course, thank you for all your portraiture work over the seasons and especially this last week. Well, and thank you, Micah, for helping me coordinate all the uh, logistics behind these shoots. It would be hard to round up all these, <laughs> all these folks uh, and schedule them without, without you guiding there. So it's just thank herding you. cats and getting them to sit for photos. Exactly. So <laughs> thanks Hunter. Thank you. If you haven't yet picked up a copy of this week's flathead beacon to look at the best of preps photos, be sure to do so now. Or you can view them all online, including some photos that didn't make it into the print edition at flatheadbeacon.com slash sports. Now, here's some news from the last week you should know about. The Imagine If Board of Trustees voted at their Thursday morning meeting not to formally appeal a loss of funding from the Montana State Library that amounts to just over $35,000 of their budget. The funding was lost after the trustees hired a new library director in January who does not have a master's degree, which is required by the state for any library serving more than 25,000 people. The Flathead County Commissioners and three of the board members wish to appeal the administrative rule requiring the master's degree be changed or reconsidered in the current situation. However, the state librarian has previously stated that there are no grounds for the appeal, since they hired the new director in full knowledge of the consequences. U.S. environmental regulators are moving to end a years-long environmental cleanup along dozens of miles of railroad in two northwest Montana communities where asbestos from mining has been blamed in hundreds of deaths. The asbestos came from mining vermiculite that was processed and shipped by rail across the country for use as insulation, as gardening soil additives, and other purposes. For two decades, the cleanup efforts under the Federal Superfund Program for Hazardous Sites have taken place in the towns of Libby and Troy. While the cleanup along the railroads will be finished, asbestos cleanup work in the mine itself is ongoing and is expected to continue for many years. That's all I have for you today. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest news online at flatheadbeacon.com. And we have gotten word that the latest issue of Flathead Living Magazine has been printed and is beginning the process of traveling up to Montana, so hopefully we will see it soon. Music in this episode includes songs by local Flathead Valley artist Mike Murray, who's nice enough to let us use them. 
that's the show for this week. I will be off next week, so there will be no podcast next Friday, but I'll be back in April. Thanks for listening. <laughs>